It's often noted that human beings can survive weeks without food, days without water, and seconds without air. But we can't exist one moment without hope. We require hope to cope. Hope keeps your soul alive. And as a pastor who stood by the bedside of hundreds of people as they took their last breath, I've seen firsthand that hope is the last thing people let go. I'm Rick Warren, and this is Daily Hope. Today on Daily Hope with Rick Warren, we continue in a series called Shape to Make a Difference with part two of a message called Following Your Heart. It's taken from various portions of Scripture. And now, here's Rick. When you hold on to hurt from the past, it's like driving a car looking in the rearview mirror. You're going to crack up. You're always looking in the past. Now listen, your past is past. There were people who hurt you in your past, and I'm sorry. As your friend and as your pastor, I'm sorry, I really am. I'm sorry you've been hurt. And God is sorry too about your hurt. But the fact is your past is past. And the people in your past can't hurt you anymore unless you allow them to. And the way you allow them to is by rehearsing it in your mind. And every time you go over, he hurt me that way. She hurt me that way. You go over and over. You're allowing them to hurt you again. That's stupid. Let it go. That is a heart stopper. It's a heart disease that keeps you from enjoying life. Now, the fifth heart stopper is rejection. And it may be the most painful one of all. Anyone who's ever experienced rejection from a friend or a parent or a former spouse or a boyfriend or a girlfriend, you know how that hurts your heart. Rejection hurts. Now notice what the Bible says about all of these. In fear, it says, anxiety in a man's heart weighs it down. That's fear. In guilt, it says, my sins have caught up with me so I can no longer see. I've lost heart. In bitterness, it says, when my heart was bitter and I was angry, I was senseless. In other words, you don't think logically when you're either guilty or resentful. You think illogically. You do stupid things. And in rejection, it says, they cut me down with sharpened tongues. In other words, they, they, were, they were attacking me verbally. They aim their bitter words like arrows straight at my heart. Some of you, when you were growing up, had people say things like this to you, either out on the playground or maybe even a parent or a relative. You're not worth anything. You're never going to amount to much. You'll never be a success. You're not good at fill in the blank. You'll never, and on and on and on. And you know what? You believed them because they were an adult and you were a kid and you thought all adults are right. They were wrong. They lied to you. They were lying to you at that moment. You need to go back and erase that tape. You need to stop building your life on what critics said to you and start building your life on what God says about you. And God says this, I made you, I formed you, I shaped you, I planned you, I have a purpose for your life, I put certain abilities in you and a heart and I love it when you do what I made you to do and I didn't make you to be anybody else and you don't have to please anybody else. If you please me, the Lord, you're doing the right thing all the time. And you need to stop living for the approval of other people. Listen, some of you think that if I just can be perfect, 
then I will have everybody's approval and they'll all love me. No, they won't. Even if you were perfect. Jesus was perfect and they killed him. They put him on a cross. So even if you're perfect, there are going to be people who don't like you. I hate to tell you this, but some of those people you've been trying to get their approval for years, you're not going to get it. In all likelihood, you're never going to get it. It's not their, your problem, it's their problem. But here's the even better news. You don't need it. You don't need it. You don't have to have their approval to be happy. But you do have to get rid of the heart stoppers of disappointment and fear and guilt and bitterness and rejection. We're going to talk about how to do that in a minute. You know, the Backstreet Boys used to sing a song that said, looking back on the things I've done, I was trying to be someone. In other words, I was just playing this part, acting in the dark. In other words, I was a phony. I was a fake. I was trying to be what other people expected me to be. I wasn't really living my heart, the heart that God put in me. I was living what other people. And my shape, my heart got all bent out of shape. You need to today stop listening to what other people are saying to you and listen to what God says to you. And if you feel like giving up, don't give up. Don't, don't give up. If you feel like giving up on that dream, on that passion, don't do it. Don't do it. God says, let me reshape your heart. On the back of your outline, the Bible says this in Colossians chapter three. God says, whatever you do, Whatever you do, I don't care if it's in the garbage or the garage or the garden or it's in an office or it's in a school or wherever. He says, whatever you do, work at it with all your heart. Whatever you do, he says, anything you do in life, you better do it with all your heart, with your passion with your interests, with your vitality. Whatever you do, work at it with all your heart as working for the Lord, not for men. You have a job right now that you go to and they're paying you and you think you're working for men, but really life is a test. You're working for God and God is saying, how can I trust them? How, what kind of worker are they? Because this life is preparation for the next and God is watching. Now, how do I work at it with all my heart when my heart hurts? How do I work at it with all my heart when my heart's been beat up or bruised or broken or battered around? You do five things. Number one, open it. You need to open your heart to Jesus. Open it up as wide as it needs to be to Jesus Christ. The one who gave you that heart, first you open it up to him. That's the start. I got a letter a while back and I I asked him for permission to share it with you. He said, okay. Dear Pastor Rick, I was born into a family of churchgoers, Catholics from Italy on my mom's side and Baptists from Missouri on my dad's side. That's a great combination. (laughs) After my wife and I got married, we got involved in a small church that had some trouble and ended up splitting apart. And I was hurt. I lost my focus on God and I began to focus on making money instead. I built a giftware company to 10 million in sales and money became the number one goal in my life. About that time we started attending here at Saddleback 
But my heart was so messed up, I just sat on the sidelines. Six months after our first child was born, my wife had an affair. And she became pregnant with another man's baby. My marriage fell apart. And for the next 10 years, I raised my son as a single dad. Fortunately, a friend introduced me to Saddleback Separated Men's Ministry. And there I built a friendship with over 100 guys. I could not have made it without those guys. More importantly, when I opened my heart to Jesus, it began to change. I then asked God to bring a Christ-like woman into my life to share my heart and my life. One day at my son's baseball game, I was talking with some people about building a Christ-centered marriage. And a woman named Patty overheard and said, that's the husband for me. (laughs) Well, we're now married with a blended family of six. And we are so happy being in a Saddleback small group together, serving together in the youth ministry, and I'm still helping guys in the men's ministry. Rick, this is a place where hearts get changed. Mine was, and I thank God for it every day. Nobody can change your heart like Jesus Christ. I don't care what heartache you've been through, what habit you're dealing with, What hang-up you can't let go of, nobody can deal with your heart the way Jesus can. That's Rick Warren with just a portion of today's message called Following Your Heart from the series Shape to Make a Difference. We'll continue with more in a moment. But first, this broadcast isn't the only place you can get daily hope. Check out rickwarren.org to learn what it means to be saved. Listen to other Daily Hope broadcasts. Request prayer. Or shop our online store for CDs, Bible studies, MP3s, books, and more. You can also sign up for Rick's free daily email devotional. So visit us online anytime at rickwarren.org. You can also email Rick anytime at rick at rickwarren.org to share your story. More Daily Hope with Rick Warren in just a moment. How important is your shape to you? In his book, Purpose Driven Life, Rick Warren talks about how important your own shape is. Your uniqueness as a person is your shape. Your shape is a combination of your spiritual gifts, heart, abilities, personality, and experiences. Your shape. Need help understanding your unique shape? Working with Rick Warren, Pastor Eric Rees put together a six-session DVD and study guide called Shape, Finding and Fulfilling Your Unique Purpose for Life. This empowering teaching gives you the tools you need to unlock your God-given potential, and it shows you how to unfold a kingdom plan for your life. The Shaped DVD and Study Guide are in one kit and is our gift to thank you for your donation to support this Daily Hope broadcast. So please request your kit when you call. 800-600-5004 Tap into the you that God shaped you to be. Request your Shaped Study Kit today. 800-600-5004 Daily Hope is a 100% listener-supported program, so thank you for your support to keep us on the station. Once again, here's Rick Warren. Now God gave you a heart, and He placed in you some passions, some desires, some dreams. Those came from God. Some ambitions. God put those in your heart, hardwired it into you to make you you. But, this is very important, 
unless they are under his control, they will be misused, they will be abused, they will be misapplied, they will be misdirected, and they will be wasted in your life. God did not give you your heart and interests and passions for your own benefit just to go, well, I'm going to do whatever I want to do. Forget you, God. No, God gave them for a purpose. And unless you use them for his purpose, they will be misused, wasted, and applied, misapplied. You see, friends, all around the world, there are millions and millions of passionate people, talented people, people with interests and dreams, ambitions, and passions that are being misused and abused. And it breaks God's heart. He's saying, I didn't mean it for that. I didn't mean it for that. And that's why in spite of their talent and their ability and their heart and their passion and all these things, they are unhappy. Because if it's not used the way it was intended, it makes you miserable. When your passions are misused, it makes you miserable. And some of you say, well, Rick, to be honest with you, I don't think I'm really passionate about anything right now. Well, you know what that means, don't you? It means you are disconnected from God at this moment. You cannot be connected to God and be dispassionate. When you are plugged into God, it's like plugging into 220 voltage. You get passionate. In fact, the closer you get to God, the more passionate you become. And the further away from God you get, the more dispassionate you become. God is a passionate God. The only reason you have emotions is you're made in his image. God is emotional. God gets jealous when he sees you ignoring him for something else. God has love. God has feelings that can be hurt. Yes. The only reason you have emotions is God gave them to you because he is an emotional God. And God says, I have loved you with an everlasting love. And I will never stop loving you. And there's nothing that can make me stop loving you. That's passion. And no matter what you've done wrong, I will love you. And in the book of Isaiah, he says, I've engraved you on the palms of my hands. Foretelling Jesus, the nails going through his palms. This is how much I love you. Look at this. I'm willing to let him nail my hands to the cross so you can be forgiven. That's how much I love you. No one's ever going to love you like God does. He's a passionate God. And when you spend time with God on a daily basis and you get with him regularly and you get plugged in, you can't help but being passionate. And you start to have the heart that God does for other people and the world. And you start to feel the things that God feels and feel the way he does. Listen, who you hang out with really does make a difference. I mean, I can prove that with any teenager. Give me a teenage kid. And I take him and I put him with a group of dispassionate kids who care about nothing, who are apathetic about everything. And what happens within a matter of weeks? That kid becomes apathetic. What do you want to do? Oh, I don't know. Why? Who you hang out with makes a difference. You hang out with God, you're going to be passionate. You're going to be passionate about life. You see, that's what passion is. It's, it's your heart. Would you like to have more energy in life, more enthusiasm, more get up and go? Let me tell you where to get it. The word enthusiasm comes from the Greek words en, theos. En, en meaning within, and theos meaning God. Theos is the Greek word for God. Theology is the study of God. Theodore and Dorothy mean lover of God in Greek. That's what the word Dorothy and Theodore mean. It means lover of God. 
When you get in theos, when you get in God, you're going to be enthusiastic. And the closer you get to God, the more energy, the more vitality, the more passion you have in life. And the further away you get him, the more bored and apathetic you become with life. You got to open your heart to Jesus. Now notice what he says here. Revelation 3. Jesus says, I am standing and knocking at your door. If you hear my voice and open the door, I will come in and we'll eat together. We'll party together. We'll have fun together. We'll fellowship together. We'll build a relationship. I don't want a religion. God says, I want a relationship with you. Jesus Christ has been standing at the door of your life knocking for a long time. But he's a gentleman. He's not going to bust the door down. You've got to open it up. And if you want your heart healed, you must first open it to him. Open your heart to Jesus Christ. Now, after you've opened it, what's the second thing you do? Let him heal it. Let God heal your heart. Now, everybody here has had their heart broken in some way. From some point, maybe by disappointment, maybe by fear, maybe by shame or guilt, maybe by hurt or rejection or ridicule. And I would say to you, as your friend, I'm sorry, I I really am. And I care about the hurt that you have gone through as your pastor. I care about it, I do. Because God cares about it. And he's hurt with you. what What was God doing when you were weeping? He was weeping too. In fact, it is in your pain that God is closest to you, whether you realize it or not. Notice what the Bible says. Psalm 34. The Lord is close, not distant, The Lord is close to the brokenhearted and he saves those who are crushed in spirit. How does he do that? How does he save us? He saves us by giving us a heart transplant. He says, you know, this heart you've had, it's been beat up. It's been wounded. I'll give you a new one. He specializes in heart transplants. And he says, you know, that heart that's been guilty, I'll give you a heart that's forgiven. That heart that's been resentful, I'll give you a heart that's full of peace. That heart that's anxious, I'll give you a heart that's confident. That heart that's lonely, I'll give you a heart full of love. That heart that has been bitter and angry, I'll give you a heart that is forgiving and loving and generous and kind. He says, let me do a little heart transplant in you. And he says, I will set you free. Why do we need freedom? Because we're all enslaved. We're slaves to the expectations of other people. What would they think? We're slaves to past memories. We're slaves to future fears. We're slaves to current pressure. We're slaves to the opinions of society, on and on and on. But when Jesus Christ, you open your heart to him and say, I give you not 98% of my heart, 100% of my heart, God, it's yours. And I ask you to heal it. Then you'll say like David said in the Bible, Psalm 119, I run in the path of your commands. In other words, he's saying, I'm doing what you want me to do, God. I do what you say it, I do it. I run in the path of your commands for you have set my heart free. The Bible says that God wants you to listen to your heart and he wants you to look at what you're made to do and then you'll know what he wants you to do. But you gotta slow down. Alabama used to sing this song, I'm in a hurry to get things done. I rush and rush until life's no fun. All I really got to do is live and die, but I'm in a hurry and I don't know why. Don't know why I have to drive so fast. My cars have nothing to prove. It's not new, but it'll do zero to 60 in 5.2. 
Can't be late. I leave in plenty of time shaking hands with the clock. I can't stop. I'm on a roll and I'm ready to rock. I hear a voice that says I'm running behind. I better pick up my pace. It's a race and there ain't no room for second place. I'm in a hurry to get things done. Oh, I rush and rush until life's no fun. All I really got to do is live and die, but I'm in a hurry and I don't know why. That describes most people today in America. They're speedy with no direction. God says, I want you to listen to your heart. Romans 12, 2 says this, 12, 3. Be honest in your estimate of yourselves. What is my heart saying to me? You ask these questions that I wrote there on your outline. What do I love to do? What do I dream of doing? What fascinates me? In other words, I could talk about it or think about it or study it. I don't get bored. It just doesn't bore me. I'm fascinated by this. Where have I been most effective in my life? These are the questions you want to ask yourself in listening to your heart. You know, last week, we baptized an 80-year-old woman out here after the service. We baptized after every service. She wanted to be a small group host. That's pretty cool, an 80-year-old small group host. And she said, you know, I just wish I'd learned years ago that we serve God out of our design, not out of duty. I wish everybody could learn that truth. That's what the Shape series is all about. We serve God out of our design, the way he wired us, shaped us, our gifts, our heart, our abilities, personality, experiences. We save God out of our design. We serve him that way, not out of duty. I don't serve God out of duty, never have. I'm not forced to do this. I do it because I love God, because he designed me. Because when I do what he wired me to do, I'm good at it and it feels good and it brings glory to him. That's the way to live. That's Pastor Rick Warren with Daily Hope. We'll finish up today's program with a preview of tomorrow's program and the last part of our message, part three of Following Your Heart. But first, I want to tell you about the Daily Hope website, rickwarren.org. Log on there today and you can get today's entire message, get message notes, social media links, and sign up for Rick's free Daily Hope devotional. So visit us online anytime at rickwarren.org. Also, don't forget that Rick wants to send you a special gift to thank you for your donation to support this Daily Hope broadcast. And it's the Shape to Make a Difference study kit by Saddleback Pastor Eric Reese, the perfect companion to the series you're hearing this month. We all have a shape, and Shape to Make a Difference gives you the tools you need to unlock your unique shape for doing what God has created you to do. This includes discovering your spiritual gifts, clarifying what you have a heart for, recognizing your abilities, defining your personality type, and understanding how your life experiences can all be used to help others. You're not supposed to be good at everything. You were shaped the way you are for a reason. When you tap into the way God has shaped you and the secrets of your own personal makeup, you'll discover the path to a life of unimagined purpose, impact, and fulfillment. So please request your copy of Shape to Make a Difference when you call with your donation to support this broadcast. 800-600-5004 Daily Hope is a 100% listener-supported broadcast, so your support is really important, and we want to show you how much we appreciate you by sending you the Shape to Make a Difference study kit. Call to request it today, 800-600-5004. And please consider giving just a little more to help keep Daily Hope on your station. 
And now with a quick preview of tomorrow's message, here's Pastor Rick. It's like on a trapeze. You swing out on one bar, and before you can grab the other, you got to let go of this one. And you swing out a little over air, and then you grab that one. And from the time you let go of this bar and grab this one, there's a split second where you're hanging in the air 300 feet up in total faith. And nothing's holding you up except God. I have been doing this my entire life. That's next time. Be sure to join us again as we look into God's Word for our daily hope. This program is sponsored by Daily Hope Ministries and listeners like you.